healers. I want to talk to you today about the past. Don't cringe. <laughs> well, you can cringe, but you'll get over it. The reason there are so many healers coming forward is because there are so many humans willing and ready to heal from the past. And the reason that there are so many healers coming forward is because children are being taught how to process experiences. I have this image of a woman squatting down with and a child in front of her and the woman is looking into the child's eyes and teaching the child how to process a, a bad experience that happened in kindergarten. And she's been trained to know how to do that. She's been trained to show the child how to shake it off and how to cry and how to embrace and be compassionate toward themselves. Most of us did not have that experience. Most of us tall people walking around on this earth, moving around, navigating on this earth, um, are having to process our past uh, differently than that. <laughs> there's going to come a time where there's going to be a natural occurrence that when an experience that is challenging occurs, that there will be an immediate process of allowing it to process through our bodies and process it through our hearts and process it through our minds. And though there may be residual, it will not be like it is with us today where we carry loads of on our backs of unprocessed experiences. I wanna to talk to you though about how it's not been very well known that we're actually wired to heal let me just read, I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs and I'm just going to expound on it so I, I don't miss any points that I feel like Source would have you know and that you probably already know that uh, through your own experiences and through your own studies, through your own reading, that you may have forgotten or you need a little bit more information because that's how it works. We're helping each other remember. We're helping each other expand into the wisdom that's coming into the, the collective so the title of this is Humans Are Wired to Heal the Past, number one, because <laughs> there's going to be more. There's going to be two and three and maybe four. It's a deep subject and it's a very much needed uh, subject to talk about because we don't know how to do it. And we have to learn how to do this. As humans, things happen that we have to be able to process we have to use the mechanism that's already been put into our existence, the mechanisms to process experiences that go counter to our higher self or to our aligned self. And being human, there's lots of those. Living in the physical, we're gonna hit our elbow and we're gonna have a tall person yell at us. It's, and there's gonna be war um, on the other extreme. So, let me just, let me read this and then I'll, again, like I said, I'll expound on what I think might need to be expounded upon. So the most intense suffering originates and is maintained by the lack of healing from the past. Humans are just now, just now, two and a half minutes ago, beginning to understand trauma, its effects on individuals and the individual's lives and within the human collective. And yet, and yet, 
best kept secret. We're wired to heal our emotional wounds and have the capabilities of doing that to the same degree as our bodies are wired to repair sickness, cuts, bruises, broken bones, and organ failure. The healing mechanisms are in place and are activated in the minute the injury occurs. So just like in the human body, the system that was set up by whomever and whatever, loving intelligence perhaps, loving wisdom. If there's a cut in the arm, there's an immediate coagulation of blood. And that is the immediate repair. There is an immediate repair of the emotional trauma. There's an immediate repair wanting to be to, to take place when there is a disruption in our coherence between our heart and our mind, our brain. What humans haven't known is how to facilitate that. We are understanding more and more that there is a mechanism with the placebo effect where we have this internal recognition of injury and there is an, an ability to immediately go to it in very different ways. We're just now getting that. The placebo effect tells us that <laughs> if a doctor gives you a blue pill and says that this is going to heal you and you believe in the authority and the white coat that says this, and whether it's, if it's a sugar pill, it more than likely you will heal if you believe it. Powerful stuff that actually has been hidden from us purposefully and unpurposefully, consciously and unconsciously. And now that we're waking up, we're getting to own that power. I want you to just check in with yourself as, as a way to see how there's been this attempt to heal that you didn't even know you were trying to do. Do you have a painful memory that keeps coming into your mind? Do you have a particular story from your past that you have told over and over to new friends, new lovers, and at family gatherings? Memories are an invitation to perceive the situation from a different consciousness. The fact that the memory is accessible to your mind is a clear sign that the injury is ready to be healed. A great many people cannot access memories from their childhood because they aren't ready to heal that injury. So the fact that you have experiences that continue to pop up is a sign that your aligned self is inviting your unaligned self into the boat of freedom. We're living in a culture that doesn't know what to do with memories but retelling of them is an attempt to heal. The revisiting of them is attempt to heal. Not remembering it is attempt to heal so that you get, you don't get too overwhelmed with the memory. And then what are you going to do with it? So that's built in dreams are a way to heal when it's built in. It's just like the coagulation of the blood it's built in and healers are learning how to help others facilitate that when there are wars, and many of you have already studied the different ways that body memory is holding on to past trauma. When there are wars, there are healers now that go in and they assist the healing, the body processing of that trauma. That's not an accident. 
that came from healers healing that came from research on what it means to have a trauma in the body and the mind and how it can actually be healed instead of turning into something else. Patterns of behavior. We love those, right? Patterns of behavior are also invitations for the emancipation from the wound itself. Our desire to heal is held deep within our subconscious mind and will manifest in very strange ways. We might find ourselves picking the same type of personality as a lover that matches the energy of an abusive, negligent, or unavailable parent. In the unconscious attempt, hope, that we might be able to convince the lover to repair the original injury. It's all subconscious. I remember Bradshaw, John Bradshaw, who wrote Homecoming and, and uh, Reclaiming the Inner Child or Healing the Inner Child, that he talks about a, an, a recovered alcoholic going into a party and immediately finding the recovered codependent. It's an energy. And that's all okay as long as everybody's doing their work of healing. We will find ourselves in jobs where we are not seen, where we're not heard, and we're not appreciated. We will keep ourselves in lack and the unconscious fight we might have with our parents' relationship with money. Uh, on extreme examples, a kid might shoot up a school because he had been disrespected. We might not think that vengeance is a mechanism for healing, but it is. That person is wanting themselves to feel better. It's a high cost. It's a healing. It's a healing that's trying to take place. And on a hard subject for many people, it is known that most pedophiles were molested and that rapists seek to gain power that they lost early on. These are all horribly dysfunctional ways to heal, and yet it's an attempt to heal. And we can judge and point our fingers and do all that if we want to, but clearly we've had a couple of millennia and that's not working. So there must be something else that needs to be done. When a human gets injured, they need to heal. When a child gets injured, they need to know how to heal. When a tall person carries boulders of boulders of boulders of pain in their back up the mountains of life, they need to learn how to heal. And it's the past that they're trying to heal. And the intellectual approach isn't going to be enough. It's a portal, but it's not enough because it's in the body. It's stuck in the body. The body rules the roost until it doesn't. The healers of the world have made and continue to make the unconscious impulse to heal into a conscious decision to heal. And in that process gains great wisdom and methods to help others heal. The past is repeated if it has not been processed and transformed into the full recognition of our true nature. We've been given the tools and as more healers come forward, more humans will experience the ecstasy of being free from the past and relieved from having to repeat the harm to ourselves and others. That's why we need more healers. 
That's why we need more healers to come forward. There's a great work to be done. It is really, really hard to be hurt by another human being. And it's really, really hard be, to be the person who hurts another human being. We have to be able to process both without vengeance, without having to hurt someone else, without having to hurt ourselves. And so the healers that are doing their own healing work from the past and their body memory are the healers that are going to help others do the same. There is a great calling out there. And the courage within the healer to step forward and claim their right as a healer is going to change the world. It already is. There's going to be fewer wars. There's going to be fewer children hurt. There's going to be fewer adults taking out their anger on others. There's going to be there's going to be a whole lot less pain. That's where we're headed. I'm extremely hopeful for humans, even in the midst of hell that we might all be going through with the, the pain that's happening in the world of war right now. A great amount of pain. And the only thing I can do about it is to continue to heal my mind and to heal my heart and to assist others to do the same. And so on Embracing Humans, we have healers that are willing to come to us and talk to us about their process of healing and about what modalities they're using for their own lives and for the assistance of their clients and for whomever it is that has brought, been brought into their sphere of influence. And today I have a healer that is willing to talk to us and I am so glad that she's willing to talk to us because she has some wisdom that is needed out there in her own experience and her own yes to the universe's invitation to be a healer. Her name is Teresa Greenwood, and she is a lifelong learner who was introduced to body talk as she began her own journey to healing and self-discovery. Working through her own emotional blocks and most recently recovering from trauma, Teresa credits body talk to her healing. Having the firm belief that the body is capable of healing itself, Teresa is honored to support others through her journey and wellness. I so love that Teresa's here with us today. Thank you, Teresa, for coming. Hello, darling. Hello, Vicki. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. And I, you know, <laughs> this, uh, this willingness of yours to still call yourself a healer and still claim your process of healing is one of the reasons that I was attracted to your work. Um, so thank you for that. How would you feel about giving us a little bit of your journey on how you got here? I mean, you can start it when I was two or you can, you know, you can start wherever it is that you want to, but you've, you've been awakened to the process of finding out the truth of who you are. Can you give us an idea of how that occurred? Sure, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, it is an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Gosh, I will go back years ago, years ago, when I was really unhappy in my life. Very unhappy. My children had grown. I had divorced. And I was really finding myself alone. And while my relationship with my children 
was amazing and really, really good, they were independent young adults. So my role in motherhood had changed and shifted. And I found all this spare time. So while I was immersed in my job of nursing, I started questioning. I was like, there has to be something more. I feel like I'm running a programmed routine daily. You know, I go to my job, I see the same friends, I do the same activities, I go home, I go to bed, and I start it all over the next day. So I would say it started with an inner unhappiness. And then questioning my reality as to, is this all there is to my existence? So that dove me um, into many different reading uh, books, some great uh, leaders. And I started questioning my truths, which were my truths for me. Um, That took me to my programming of my thoughts. And when I started questioning my deeply held beliefs, I started seeing how stuck I was in my life and that really I was the one contributing to my unhappiness. So I started doing things like yoga. I started reading books. I followed some amazing teachers. I'd go to YouTube videos and really immersed myself in learning. And what I found was that most of what I was um, rehearsing in my life was programmed. It was years and years of conditioning and burying it. So this unpeeling of the onion was not an easy task. There were many times I just wanted to bury the damn onion. (laughs) And I just didn't want to. (laughs) Yep. But you know, there is some truth to be said that once you start peeling and once we start learning more about ourselves, it's like that can't go away. And there's no, um, sometimes going back to the mundane life might seem easier, but there was this constant questioning. And the more I started diving in, yes, there were moments of discomfort, but when I actually peeled the first layer and breathed my way through it and realized that I'm okay. And there are so many amazing people out here and support systems um, that the work is really, really worth it. So that was, I would say, what began my journey. How did you make your way to body talk? Mm. So what is body talk? Tell us what body talk is. Okay, let's start there. So body talk is a consciousness-based healthcare system. And you might say, well, what does that really mean? So there is a great emphasis that all parts contribute to the whole. So everything is functioning according to a dynamic interaction with everything else. And this kind of brings us back to your beautiful opening that everything the body is not separate parts but rather systems that are independent of one another in order to perform their own functioning so an example is the digestive system 
the digestive system cannot perform its own function without the assistance of the cardiovascular system, the lymphatic system, the muscular system, and a variety of systems. The system alone, the digestive system, needs the teeth, the salivatory glands, the liver, the small intestine, the large intestine, and all of these other systems to synchronistically and harmoniously work together. So body talk has specific techniques where the practitioner taps into the innate wisdom of the client. And it's really the client's body who is bringing to surface what needs to be repaired. So within wow. the body wait, system. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's beautiful. Okay, let's pause. <laughs> that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I do have to, I do want to get that because I, re so my, one of my main focuses is when I, when I first start with somebody, I, I, we start with a mantra to completely counter their program. And, and I always end the mantra with my body agrees. And when I, explain that for instance i'm 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 open and i am willing to heal my my mind and my heart and my body i always explain that the mind comes over in that mantra and lines up with your spirit or your higher self but your body is going to stay over here and like anga no you go ahead and, and i used to think that the body did not want to join that party but i know now that of course it does and so to hear your language is so beautiful you know th that the body will will come over and join the party if the body knows that it's safe and the mind and the spirit are you know tight buds now and it can hold the space of this body so i hear that and i'm i'm completely intrigued it isn't too much detail to ask you how that works in other words you as a practitioner you you you, you tap into your higher wisdom and then you tap into your client's higher wisdom and the body does what? <laughs> yeah. So we use um, muscular biofeedback. Okay. And what happens is if the client is coming to my clinic in person or remote, I do many sessions remote where the client yes. is equally beneficial. So it is an energy healing modality. So the client would be laying on my treatment bed if they were here in person and I'm tuning in. And so we're pausing. I'm, my innate wisdom is connecting with your innate wisdom. And through muscle checking, I'm asking yes and no questions to your body. And your body is giving me feedback. Nice. So in the body talk system, um, with the techniques and the procedures, it's truly based upon the fact that Every atom, every cell, every organ, every system is in constant communication. And when that communication gets disrupted from stressors, then there is a disconnect. And that communication is compromised. So with the body talk system, we find out where we need to link things to reestablish that communication. Mm -hmm. And it's bigger than that because you as the practitioner are tapped into their, their stuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, 
that's I mean that's baboon that 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 we talk oneness and we talk electrons affecting other electrons even though it's not local we talk about all that but this is an example of that that you're tapped into you're tapped into their own body wisdom yes wow now you know I know when I first started my spiritual counseling practice you know I, I know that I was flying by my spiritual pants because, you know, I had a lot of wisdom, but I really, you know, I was still learning and I still am learning, but especially in the very beginning, I was depending more on Vicky wisdom instead of source wisdom. And I did okay. And people benefited from it. But when I moved into source wisdom, the whole game was up. You seem, seems to me like your work is like, you have to like, get right there like right from the get-go you have to be able to tap into that higher consciousness and trust and trust it and trust you to be able to tap into it yes that's a really good point vicky it's really trusting it's trusting the yes and no's from the information i'm receiving from your body and like you said earlier the body is so wise and it is it just it it really blows my mind to know that our amazing creator who designed this beautiful body has given us so much to work with and has been truly designed to heal. <laughs> Best kept secret. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> what would you, as if you could put yourself in, in the psyche of beginner healers, mm -hmm. what would, what would, what and you remember your own process of that you know number one what was your process like and what you had to overcome to trust and what advice do you think you might have for beginner healers still not really willing or ready to say yes to that invitation to be a healer mm -hmm. great question um be willing to immerse yourself in the process that was that was big. Allowing myself to feel really yucky and messy at times. Ah, that's so beautiful. That was where the healing really lies. And I'm not at all suggesting that I am done my healing because I, I believe this is an ongoing process. At the same time, when I really could sink deep into it and, and be in that pit of the yuckiness and the messiness and having great support systems throughout that time. That is also very huge. You know, the people that care about you, that love you and will listen and hold space for you. Mm. Such an important part in allowing you to go through that process. I think it gives you more permission when you have those people supporting you. Yes, yes. I also... Um, went to body talk sessions. That was my first introduction to body talk. Never knowing at the time that that would be my future, but I would go to body talk sessions with a specific practitioner that I connected with to really help me on my healing. That was really big. Trust, I would say, was another component. Trusting. You know, we get those little inklings. And the heart has so much information if we listen. But I was listening in the years that I went through the pain, I was listening more to my brain and 
the self-talk that really didn't serve me well. You're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't learn something new. You should stay in this old career. Um, it's, it's very comfortable for you. Stay where you're comfortable. All of that talk. So getting out of that and moving into the heart and listening to those inklings was a huge, um, huge step for me. I bet. I bet. In your bio, um, you say it, so I get to ask it. Uh, as you use the language of most recently recovering from trauma. You know, through your own emotional blocks and most recently recovering from trauma. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. So I went through um, a lot of trauma. First of all, I want to go back to my upbringing and no discredit to my, my family who I absolutely love. But at the same time, as parents, we're all doing the best we can. And with the tools we have. And so, you know, there was some hard stuff that I went through in my upbringing. And I know, pardon me, I know I too have left imprints on my children that I'm not very happy about. So I know they too will have their work in the future. So I'm not saying this um, as a criticism to anybody. I'm saying it because it's quite often a reality. So it was working with past traumas as a child. And then most recently, some years ago, I had experienced a really um, quite violent trauma. And I really credit, and it was physical, um, emotional, spiritual, and I credit body talk. Uh, as well as other modalities to my healing. And I would go to my body talk practitioner monthly. And this is another cool thing. When I was in session, the practitioner towards the end of the session, when um, innate is saying, you know, that's enough for one day, we ask innate, um, is there future body talk sessions? And then the space allowed in between that. So quite often it might be four weeks, it might be five weeks, and I followed those okay. those appointments. And it was incredible how the healing occurred. And it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was a fast fix, because I think, and I think that's important for me to say, because quite <laughs> often we're looking for the fast fix. <laughs> Where's the wand? Yes. <laughs> Where's the yes. magic pill? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's taken us years to become who we are and condition our body in the ways we have. So it's probably going to take more than one or two sessions to um, to work with the body and heal the body. Thank you for sharing that. And one of the reasons that I am so delighted to be moving into interviewing healers is because you know, healers have their own story of trauma that the reason that they're really good healers is because they have their own story of trauma. And, you know, these people, these kids that are coming up, you know, they're not real tolerant of book learning therapy. They want direct experience healing from what I can see, they want to be in the presence of someone who has felt the agony and the terror of being a child being hurt 
and has processed that and looked at it and done what they need they needed to do so that they're not having to carry it. Um, they trust it. They they are so intelligent and they're so wise and they're so spirit streetwise that um, anything less than authenticity doesn't cut the mustard. And and even you know older adults like myself we're like we're kind of the same way because we're we're tired of the bullshit. We're just tired of it. We're just give me real, give me real, so that I can relax in the re, re, the realness of it. And you bring up another beautiful point, and I love I love your loving, you know, uh, shout out to your family. Like, listen, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You know, because that's tricky business. That's, you know, owning that you were hurt without blaming, owning that you were hurt without, you know, uh, blaming, um, accusatory or pointing mm-hmm. fingers, owning the fact that they that they had their own programming, that it was, of course, going to affect you. And I tell my clients all the time that have children, and we laughed about it last night in, in the Embracing Humans uh, community community zoom which by the way meets once a month if y'all want to check into that um we were talking i had a client i had somebody who came and i'd worked with for a while and she remembered me saying to her you screwed up your child you gotta you deal with that and it's a laugh but yes you're going to you are going to hurt your child you're going to hurt your child there's no way not to hurt your child there's no way It, it cannot it cannot happen What's happening now, though, is that the parents are becoming unprogrammed from their parental and they're they're coming to that situation in an entirely different way. And I love your words about you recognize that they've got their own stuff because they do. You you provided them some sand for the grit and there was no way that you couldn't. What you're doing now for them, though, is showing them what it means to be a human being that can heal and process the healing out of their body. I mean, my gosh, what a huge, the biggest gift a parent could ever give is their own healing. So thank you. Very true, Vicki. It's, it's so important. Um, and you're right. I think that is something the best that we can do is to show up and say, wow, I really goofed. Um, I'm working on me now, right? I have um, this amazing counselor in my life. And she once said to me, if you have parents, you have trauma. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And I, I'm, I'm a Brian Weiss, many lives and many masters, you know, believer in that we have eight to 12 people who travel with us each lifetime. And, and sometimes they're going to be our sibling and sometimes they're going to be our parents and sometimes they're going to be a spouse. And all of it is to provide my soul an opportunity to become my fullest possible self. The good news about this healing stuff, and I'll say it a thousand times because it's worth hearing. The good news about this healing stuff is that there comes a time where we don't have to heal through pain all the time. We get to learn through joy. And, you know, so the relationships with your kids now could be more joyous because everybody's healing, you know, that's what's possible. 
that where we get to see the other human being, that other human being as a human being that has a soul that came here to help you along in your own evolution. That, I mean, then the, the love gets real. It, it, the love gets real there and it moves away from should to could to is. And we don't even know what love is really until those kinds of moments happen in our lifetime. Beautifully said, beautifully yeah. said. I agree. And then we get to um, show up with love. Yes. yes. And yes. I believe that's what's going to heal the world. I love. Do I do too. Two years ago, Source tapped me on the shoulder and in the most loving way told me that I didn't really know how to love. And I was okay. like, I thought I was doing pretty good. <laughs> And of course, Source was not, uh, you know, pulling me by my ear and saying, no, you're a bad kid. What Source was saying to me was, I invite you to know the truth of love. Mm. And when that happened, I, I saw what Source saw. I saw that I was still in the programming of the human, looking at other humans as merely human. I saw, I saw the little small little animosities and resentments that I held in my heart. And, and source is so beautiful when we're ready to be corrected into, into a, a more loving and wise consciousness. It, it, from my experience, it's always been like I'm pointing out a truth to you. It's like near-death experiencers. You know, they always talk about the, the life review. Mm -hmm. It's never with judgment. It's just you hurt that person. How'd that feel? And now you're going to feel what that person felt. How that? How does that feel? Doesn't feel good. The reason it doesn't feel good is because that's not who you are. And so Source was inviting me to know who I really, really am, which has been my prayer. And it's slowly, incrementally, arduously, joyfully happening. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And I get to meet healers like you doing the work out in the world. And I'm so appreciative of you coming today and talking and, and may every healer that needs to hear you, hear you that you had stuff to go through. You did. And now you're a healer making money, doing, doing the work that your soul moved you to do. Yes. Yes. I, it truly is an honor to be here. Vicky, and I really thank you for inviting me. I hope that you'll come back because um, I'm going to continue to do this. I look forward to catching up with you and maybe a year or two from now and see where you are in your, your practitioner work and see what you've learned and what you're gaining and what's happening for you. Be willing to do that? Absolutely. I look forward to that. Fantastic. Big love to you, Teresa. And uh, we will uh, be in touch. Thank you. Take care, Vicki. Bye now. Bye-bye.